Welcome to a Pulp Event Podcast, brought to you by the PulpNet, your link to the online world of the Pulp magazines, since 1996, online at thepulp.net. This Pulp Event Podcast features Chris Kulp, of Age of Ages Books, discussing pulp premiums, promotions and collectibles. The talk was recorded on Friday, August 8, 2014, at Pulp Fest 2014 in Columbus, Ohio. Mike Chom co-introduces Chris. We have Chris Kolb here, one of our uh, young aces. <laughs> publisher with his brother and uh, publisher emeritus Bill Mann of Age and Aces Books. His brother's name is uh, David. Uh, as I said, Chris did a great presentation last year on pulp premiums, and he's doing part two now, adding uh, more uh, on promotional aspects of the pulps. Here he goes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, last year I did. Uh, I guess it's weird. Last last year I, I did a talk on pulp premiums, and uh, the focus was focus was uh, exclusively on the hero pulps. Uh, in celebration of so many heroes that started in 1933. Uh, and so we're gonna further that. We're gonna go back and we're gonna review a little bit what we did last year, very quickly, with some updates of some new discoveries. And then we're going to branch out from that and talk about uh, more uh, either magazines that weren't hero pulps. Uh, as there's, there's a lot out there that has not been discovered yet, so this isn't a complete uh, presentation. and. There's a lot of clubs that don't have images, and this is a slideshow, so I just have to go with what, what we have images of uh, to show you guys. Uh, and then we're going to uh, move on from that and look at radio premiums, movie premiums, and hopefully if there's time, uh, promotional, uh, like publicity for the pulp, the movie, and, uh, and radio, and, and uh, some, some other stuff. Okay, sorry, I'm a little nervous. Anyway, uh, we, 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 we talked about the, the pulp premiums, Premiums, uh, I'm making a distinction here. The pulp premiums are really giveaways or, or uh, we're listed as like a nominal fee that the magazines offered exclusively to the readers uh, you know, of, their, of their pulp, uh, really to make them fans. And I think that's how I come at this, is I, I love this stuff because it, I always think when I'm reading a pulp, like what was it like to be a fan back then? And, and this is, we have Pulp Fest, but back then they had clubs in the back of the magazine, they had pen pals, they had all these different, uh, different things. They had uh, spider rings, they had Nick Carter badges, they had, uh, you know, Doc Savage pins. Um, so I'm just going to quickly go through the, some of the hero stuff that we looked at last time. Uh, oh, well we also talked about how destructive the, the Pulp premiums can be to your collection. Uh, many times you, you see these... Uh, uh, coupons that have been cut out, or in the case of a lot of thrilling magazines, the, the name strip has been ripped off the cover because you had to send that in to get the badge. Uh, sometimes it hits the story. Uh, here it's the beginning of the story, so you can probably catch up. It'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> the big one and the first one was the, the shadow uh, badge. Uh, and we're going to look at the, there's, there's four Street and Smith uh, characters, Duck Savage, the shadow, which we just saw, Nick Carter and Pete Rice. And they actually had very similar offerings. Street and Smith seemed to uh, 
sort of, you know, make one decision and then kind of go with it. So a lot of these uh, club kits, you'd get the badge. The badge would come on a card. Uh, you can see down here that this is a Pete Rice badge on a card. So Pete Rice was unusual because there was actually a little membership card that you could cut off, and then that became your membership card. Uh, they also gave you a, a, a pulp cover in there. Uh, Doc Savage was unusual because you, you got a separate membership card. Or actually, it's not a membership card. It's the Code of Doc Savage card. Uh, and if you, if you can read that, well, you all know the Doc Savage code. Uh, and the back is, is beautiful. I love this, this illustration, particularly when you blow it up. It's obviously about two inches tall normally. Uh, and that, so following that, a lot of these uh, pulps got offered stamps, so, or stampers, I guess we'll, we'll call it. Uh, the Shadow Doc Savage, Nick Carter, Pete Rice all had stampers. It was usually the club logo with the word member above or below. Uh, then the Shadow and Doc Savage offered portraits. Uh, the Shadow portrait was a photograph. The Doc Savage portrait was from the cover of the magazine, uh, Quest of Qui, and later on, they did the Sea Angel. Uh, and you know, for, you'd have to collect three coupons uh, in a row uh, over the course of a year, and you would, uh, or they offered the coupons for about a year, and you could get one of these uh, awesome things. And if you saved it for 80 years, it'd be really valuable. Uh, which brings us to the Doc Savage Award, which was a really special premium because it wasn't something you could get for yourself. It was something that you had that you would award to somebody else, and you would you would actually have to fill out an application where you get like seven people to to testify that this person is an awesome person, and they deserve the Doc Savage Award. Um, and it's funny because they, they start with this, and then when you, if you keep reading Doc Savage magazine, they, they end up just saying, you know what, just, just write us a letter and tell us how great this person is, and we'll look into it. Like, they, it became so much of a hassle, I think, to, uh, to, to actually do this. So actually, the, this application form is way more valuable than the, bat, than the actual uh, award because this lasted much less long, and of course it's paper, and uh, it doesn't last quite so much. Now, last year, I think I had some breaking news from 1942, which was, <laughs> which was the, the Doc Savage Certificate of Honor. And this is the uh, issue that annou actually announced it. Uh, you can all read that, right? Uh, this was something that the, after the uh, award had been around for a while, they decided to offer the Certificate of Honor, which is something that you could award to yourself if you had followed the Doc Savage code, which you all know, uh, for 60 days. Now, no one, no one has ever seen this certificate. Uh, I assume people were getting awarded it. I mean, I assume they were getting it. But, uh, and so it's a, the most underreported pulp premium, I think, that's out there. Because again, nobody's, nobody's seen it. We're gonna see a lot of things where I just show you a coupon instead of the actual thing, because no one's found the actual thing yet. Uh, and a lot of the research just comes from reading the pulps. And, uh, but what's great about, so what I found this year was, the, in the Doc Savage comic, there was actually a two-page story called Jimmy Earns His Certificate of Honor. <laughs> and and this, may, this is an artist's rendering of the Certificate of Honor. And so, so we might know what it, what it looks like. This, this might be it. If you've seen the certificate, let me know. Uh, so it's... 
this is a, he, he does all these good deeds and blah, blah, blah. And then he finally gets the certificate in the mail. He looks a little angry about it. But uh, <laughs> what's funny though is when you get to the end of the story, it's really just an ad for Doc Savage magazine. <laughs> it's, it tells you to get the certificate, you have to read Doc Savage magazine and send in the order form that I showed you from Doc Savage magazine. So it's really just a two page ad for Doc Savage magazine. <laughs> but at least it gives us sort of a clue to what the certificate might have looked like. And since this, the certificate started being offered in April, this is from September, so I assume that this is actually, this drawing is actually based on reality, and there may have been a little little seal on it. But again, nobody's really seen it. Chris? Yeah. Did, did more children want to get the gold Doc Savage Award, or did they go with the certificate of honor? Because it says you're the choice there. Well, when you read Doc Savage magazine, you want, you'll find out, I don't know if it's clear here, that you can't get this to yourself. You'd have to get a friend to nominate you to get that, right? This is the easy thing to get. This is hard. <laughs> oh, I, I have another slide where you can see <laughs> Okay. Get the current issue of Doc Savage magazine, you get it. So, we still don't have a good picture of the top uh, Nick Carter fingerprint kit. As you can see, that's the best we've got. Uh, but that was the extra thing that Nick Carter had was a, was a fingerprint kit. Uh, Bill Barnes is another Street Smith character. He's a total outlier. Uh, but we've got some interesting updates for, with uh, Bill Barnes. This, I actually found the uh, membership certificate that they gave out. I've never seen this until this year. And the envelope as well that it came in. So this is what you got with the badge. It's a, it's, it's a certificate. It's, I'm not sure about the typography, but it's uh, really, it's, it's awesome. And uh, Rick Hall, who does even more research on this stuff than I do, he found an alternate sculpt of the Air Adventures, this is the Bill Barnes badge, where it looks a lot cheaper. It looks like it's sort of stamped into, into the shape of, the, of that. Um, and so it's interesting. I mean, I think both of us theorize that this is probably a later, you know, cheaper, easier to produce version. Uh, because Air Adventures outlasted Bill Barnes, it continued on with Air Trails, it could be even a, a much later uh, uh, version of the pin. Uh, the other thing that I found out is, um, whereas, you know, Back Savage and the other magazines, it, it took a couple months or almost a year to have a club. Bill Barnes started the first issue with the uh, club, except that it wasn't Air Adventures Club, it was the Flying Falcons for about three issues, and then they changed their name. And I, I'm not sure why, but you can see, and this is, this is the issue turned sideways, they, they actually published what the uh, certificate looked like. And, in the, and you can see the similarity with, with what I showed two slides earlier. Uh, so it's, it's definitely, I don't know why they changed names. It's interesting. Uh, under the popular characters, there's the spider ring, the operator five ring. These are some of the most famous uh, premiums out there, even among people who are not pulp uh, fans. Uh, the spider also offered the uh, spider pencil, which is a mechanical pencil with the eraser that stamps the spider on people's faces or wherever you want to you want to put it. Uh, in, in the in the actual pulps, of course, the spider uses uh, a, a secret compartment in his cigarette lighter. Uh, a pencil was probably a good choice for kids who had collected a lot of paper <laughs> magazines. Uh, G8, 
uh, has had two clubs. I'm sorry, you've all seen this last year, but I'm just, I'm just gonna get through this. The, uh, the GN has two clubs. The first one is a secret organization that you form with your friends. You get five friends together, you get this charter. Uh, it was so secret that I never even saw this charter until about a year ago. And this is the only copy that I've, that I've seen. Uh, and then later on, they started the Battle Aces Club. Uh, and because the other club was a secret, you couldn't wear a pin for it, right? <laughs> so they, so they, had, they had to start a new club, which was the Battle Aces Club. Uh, uh, and then, of course, the Phantom Detective had the Friends of the Phantom. You got a badge, you got a membership card. Uh, G-Men was the same, it's from the same publisher. You got a badge, you got a membership card. The interesting thing I found out this year is in later issues, they, describe, they say that the attractive badge is now made of sterling silver. And this is true for both for both of uh, the Phantom and the and the Dan Ballard. So so there is another. I've never seen silver versions of both of those pins, but they're out there. And of course, they were offered uh, for much less amount of time, so they may be rare. Um, or they're certainly rare. We've never seen them. But keep an eye out. Uh, again, this is the best picture we have for the Lone Eagles Club, the Lone Eagles of America. This is from Lone Eagles Magazine. Uh, this is a, they offered a leather wallet for the membership card, and those are really the only two premiums for Lone Eagle. Uh, the Future Men from Captain Future, they offered a membership card and a rules of the club, and that, those are the only two premiums there. Lone Ranger Magazine Club, very short-lived magazine, but they had this beautiful badge. They had a membership card and I guess, you know, like a letter of welcome. Those are the only known collectibles for that, and that sort of covered, covers the heroes. Um, Outside of the Hero Pulse, about more than two dozen magazines offer, also offer premiums. Uh, and they can basically be divided in sort of two categories. One category offered some kind of artwork, uh, whether it be prints or in some cases actually uh, interior art, like original art from, from issues of the magazine. They would, they would send you a, a, a Brendan Blakesley drawing uh, from, from uh, Fighting Aces, you know. Uh, and then the other half, they had clubs, and which had, which had either a membership card or a badge or something like that. So just taking a quick look at some of these uh, prints, Western Story Magazine uh, offered actually sort of a portfolio of 20 prints that were, had been covers of the magazine that actually make one story about a cowboy's day. Uh, here's an example of, of one of them. Uh, some of these are actually being sold on the show floor this, this, this time. Uh, Wild West Weekly offered five uh, portraits from uh, that were also covers of their, their magazine, and these are very much in the style of the Doc Savage portrait with this border on it. You needed three coupons to get to get a, a portrait, and they offered uh, who is that? I can't read that. That's uh, Bud Jones, I think. Uh, Whistling Kid, uh, Kid Wolf. Sonny Tabor. And there was one other, Rick Hollis, who is it? Uh, guys in the Circle J. Guys in the Circle J is the fifth one. Uh, this was something I just found. Famous Fantastic Mysteries offered this portfolio of illustrations by Warrens uh, from the Mike Manley from the Popular Fiction Group. Uh, here's some pictures of some of the interiors. Uh, I've never seen this in person. I don't have that much information on it. Uh, now, outside of that, there are, there are magazines that offered, uh, that offered clubs. 
And I think the biggest category outside of hero pulps was aviation pulps. Uh, and Flying Aces uh, offered a lot of great stuff. Here's a nice shot of the Flying Aces Club membership card. Uh, and then you could get a pin, a cadet pin or a pilot pin. Uh, one was uh, generally sort of bronze color, one was a silver color. You got the pilot pin after you were a cadet. Right, you needed to get the, the cadet pin first, of course. You can't jump straight into air combat. You have to be a cadet first. Uh, so you, and again, it's a case where you collect coupons, you cut them out of the magazine, you destroy the uh, value of the magazine. But they, who knows, you know, much better to have a gold bag. Uh, and then when you, what, after you're a pilot, you can get these uh, ace stars to kind of increase, increase your rank. Uh, they also offered a medal of distinction. Now this is incomplete. I don't, we don't have a good picture of it complete. You can imagine this hanging off of a ribbon and then the propellers were added across the ribbon sort of like in, in step or I guess representing how many flights you've had or whatever. They all also offered an entire uniform at cost, right? Uh, and it actually had the emblem of the Flying Aces Club on the hat and on the jacket. Uh, and you have to send it out in a whole measurement thing. I've never seen this in, in real life. Uh, eventually they changed the design of their badge. Uh, this became the, the pilot badge later, the sort of more squares logo. This is a cadet badge. And then of course they also had to change the membership card because it included the, the uh, logo on it. The, uh, also during this period they offered a, a, a bracelet, much like a sweetheart bracelet. Uh, and um, now these are two things I've never seen, so I'm just, again, I'm just showing you the, the ad. Stationary, which is awesome. You've all asked for it. Here it is. And, and a pennant. Every FAC wants a pennant. Paper pennants you would hang from the wall of your clubhouse. Yeah, you can get six of them for 10 cents. So, yeah, perfect for your, for your, uh, for your squadron. You need 18 members to get a squadron and then you can get a charter from the magazine. So a, a, a charter, which is like, like a certificate, I guess, would be another uh, collectible premium that we have not actually seen an example of. So other aviation uh, pulps also had uh, clubs and badges or membership cards or whatever. I uh, don't have great, I don't have pictures of them, so I'm just gonna show you coupons. Here we go. The, uh, the Airmen of America was attached to the Sky Fighters, and because this was the same publisher as Lone Eagle, they offered the same things as Lone Eagle. You had a membership card, and you had a little wallet, uh, aviator's wallet, with an imprint of the, of the logo of the, of the club. Uh, Air Trails, uh, before it went away and became Bill Barnes later, uh, had, had a club called Birdman, not Birdman Club, just Birdman, and you, uh, there was a badge, which they didn't show a picture of it, it's just described as blue and gold, and, uh, and a membership card. But they, they had this, I belong in blank class, they had three classes. Class A was, you've actually been up in the air, uh, class, or, or you're a pilot. Class B is, you, you, you've been up in the air, you've taken an airplane, and class C is, I've never been up in the air, but I really, really want to someday, and so that, <laughs> So you just you said like you're interested in aviation and this is the level in that. Uh, now to be a warbird from Warbirds magazine, it was it was tougher. You actually had to uh, pass an exam 
And the, but helpfully, the premium was a, a, a little pamphlet that, would, that you would study to pass the exam. And then you'll get, but then you still have to enclose 15 cents for your wings. After all that trouble. Uh, so that, those are the aviation folks that we know about. Uh, this is a, from Ranch Romances. You may recognize the brand. Um, although, what's great about this pin, and there's a couple others you'll see, it doesn't say Ranch Romances on it. So, on eBay, pro tip you have to search for Trails End Club or Where Wanderers Meet or RR. It's, it, some people may not realize that this is a, a Ranch Romances pin. Uh, Ranch Romances also offered a bracelet, which is, which is beautiful, sort of basically the pin, although it's in silver, with a really nice, uh, really nice bracelet. And this clasp is lovely. Uh, they also uh, had a, a, a Trails End Club directory of, of people, and it's sort of like, it's sort of like a list of pen pals, but you had to write, you have to send your letter to Ranch Romances unsealed, so they could read it, make sure it's okay, and then they would send it on. Uh, another, another club is the Science Fiction League. That's the pin. Uh, this is, of course, from Thrilling Wonder Stories and Wonder Stories Magazine. This is actually Frederick Pohl's certificate of membership. Uh, and they also offered stationery for member correspondence. And it looks official and it lists everybody on the side there. Pretty cool. Uh, the Hollow Tree Gang, this is from Western Story Magazine. Uh, again, it's another premium that doesn't say Western Story Magazine on it, so it's, you'd have to search under Hollow Tree Gang. It's often mistaken for a radio premium because WSM looks like uh, radio call numbers. Um, this is a, a hollow, this is a tree. It's kind of a hollow in it, and that's an owl. It's pretty, it's really nice. The, Blue uh, enamel is awesome. Uh, this is the uh, membership card for the Globetrotters Club, which is from Thrilling Adventures magazine. Um, uh, Doug Ellis has this. I, I, I took this off of your Facebook because it was so awesome. And he also has the Weird Tales Club card, which is, which is also really neat. I don't know how you would sign that in white or what, I mean, at the time. Now we have weird white markers, but at the time, not so much. So this is an outlier. This is not from a club, and this is not a piece of art. Uh, it's a ring that's not attached to any kind of club, but it's from Dime Western Magazine. And it is, it's sort of in the vein of the Operator 5 and Spider ring, probably offered around the same time. I think this is 1937. Uh, and it's probably made by Uncas, probably made by the same people. The problem is, again, there's it, it's just a, a, a longhorn ring. There's nothing that actually sort of ties it to Dime Western Magazine, and so I've never I've never seen it. I've never seen it listed as a Dime Western Magazine premium. It's probably going to be hard to to find uh, for for collectors. Uh, did uh, Star Western offer the same premium? Uh, I I don't know. That would be great. I'll look into that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just need everybody in the audience to look through your pulp magazines and in the back, the stuff that you don't normally read, read that and, and let me or Rick Hall know if there's, if there's, uh, if there's something in there that, that you haven't seen in one of these events. So now we're gonna move on from premiums to the other things that the fans got, which was 
merchandise in stores. And a lot of these, of course, advertised in the magazine, but just not, and you could send for it from the magazine, but it's not a premium in the sense that you could also buy it at the newsstand or you could buy it in the store. Uh, the first thing that was offered were uh, hardcover books of the Shadow and Doc Savage novels. So in May 1935, this, this ad came out for The Living Shadow uh, by Maxwell Grant, obviously, and this would be at the newsstand. And then for every month, they, they, they put out a book alternating Doc Savage and The Shadow. So it, they followed up with The Men of Bombs uh, and ended up doing Land of Terror, Quest of the Spider. Uh, there's all the Shadow books. Um, the, and there's the second ad, that's the second ad for, for uh, Eyes of the Shadow. They also uh, did ads with the two characters together. And of course, you rarely see Doc Savage and Shadow together at the time, so this is kind of cool. Get both of those. This is when there was three books. Now this, by, by the end of the year, by the end of 35, they made this Christmas offer, which is the greatest Christmas offer ever made, if you believe the, the type. And it's, you can get four, for a dollar postpaid. So it's actually not much of a savings, except maybe the postpaid part. But anyway, the, what's intriguing about this for me is it says Detective and Adventure Masterpieces in neat gift box. So I have to wonder, is, is, that, is there like a special shadow Doc Savage gift box that is also a, pre a premium that we should be looking for? Or did they just like have the secretary wrap it and, <laughs> in a nice, you know, like a nice box with a ribbon? We, we don't know, I, I don't, there's no follow-up on this. Uh, the Shadow also had uh, paperbacks, it's actually the same story, but two different covers. Um, and then beyond, beyond this, there were adaptations for big little books. Uh, and actually, Pete Rice also had a big little book, but it doesn't really say Pete Rice, you have to know that Austin Gridley writes Pete Rice, and it says a Pete Rice story. This is long after the magazine has ended, and Pete Rice has gone into Wild West Weekly, and uh, it's, it's one of those stories that's been, that's been adapted here. So that's kind of neat that there's a, a Pete Rice uh, big little book out there. Uh, so that, so speaking of big little books, that was one of the items uh, that, was, that was being trumpeted for The Shadow Christmas of 1939. So this, my head's exploding. This is a lot of great stuff. Uh, sadly, some of it has never been seen, uh, and we'll get to that. Now, this is this is sort of a comic book version of that ad. It's from the comic book, and it's not Christmas related. But actually, there really was a Shadow Christmas, at least in New York, because Macy's ha actually in 1939 had a Shadow area called the Castle of Mystery that they set up, and there's a Shadow walking around, and it had something called the Gilded Cage of Terror, which. Uh, according to memos, they later reused as the bunny's gazebo in for Easter. Uh, and the only thing we know about this is from memos of the time. There's no, there's no surviving photographs that we know of yet. Uh, so, but the but the the shadow board game is is something that, that you can that has been seen a lot uh, and is awesome and colorful. And actually, in that same issue of the Shadow Christmas, this was offered in a sense as a premium, free with one new subscription to the Shadow Magazine. So you could have gotten it free. The, uh, the Shadow Stationery was also part of the Shadow Christmas. This awesome but really creepy Shadow Mask <laughs> was, was part of it. Uh, and also the Shadow Hat and Cape. And 
there's there's two. We'll see the uh, the uh, blue coal version later, and this is the uh, the hat and cape box, which uh, you rarely see. And I have to I have to give a shout out, of course, to Dwight Piero, who uh, you know lent me all these pictures and all this great research about the the Shadow Christmas. Um, he's he's awesome. He has an amazing collection. And uh, seriously, if you have a rare shadow item, he'll pay top dollar, talk to him. He's a, he's a great guy, and, and, and he really preserves this stuff really well. Uh, so an item that we, that we haven't seen, or even, I don't think even pieces of this have shown up, is this disguise kit. Uh, but it looks awesome. I love this mustache. It really, it's really long mustache. The box art looks amazing. And these are ads from a sort of a promotional book that, uh, that Dwight had, that Street and Smith did, combining all their sort of ad slicks and things. Uh, there's this awesome, but actually kind of Western looking, got a holster, although that is, a, I think, a shadow club uh, symbol there. Uh, moving away from the shadow Christmas, other items was this sheet music for the Shadow Nose song. Um, if I'd had more time to prepare, I, I, could, I could be singing it right now for you. <laughs> this is a really weird one, it's, but it's, it's a gum, and it's, or it's a gum wrapper that has an ad for blue coal on it, or it's blue coal flavored gum, or <laughs> it's not. It was, it, was, it was on a field trip near the coal, in coal, near the coal mines of Wilkes-Barre. So, also the, in the pulps, you would find ads for the Nick Carter fingerprint set. Now we saw the fingerprint kit. That was a premium that you sent away for, made by the same company as the fingerprint set. This is something that you could actually buy in stores or, or send away to uh, Nick Carter magazine for 50 cents. And uh, it's pretty awesome. It's uh, got this beautiful two-color artwork. Uh, it's got all this stuff in it. It's got Nick Carter on the uh, directions. Uh, well, it's got a roller, it's got this powder, it's, it's really cool. And then uh, it's fingerprint record forms. And then, of course, ads for Street and Smith Magazine. Every second, somewhere, someone buys a Street and Smith Magazine. Uh, and then, of course, an order form for Nick Carter Magazine in the back. Uh, and it's very similar to uh, G-Men set, the same company, the New York Toy and Game Manufacturing Company, they made a lot of fingerprint sets. Some of them were branded. This one seems to be tied in with G-Men Detective Magazine with Dan Fowler. Uh, moving on from that, we now have premiums from the comics. And this is a glow-in-the-dark shadow badge that was offered through shadow, the Shadow Comics. And it came with just a, a, a red card that explained what it was. And, and you wrote your name on it. Uh, this, is a, this is a button that was offered by the Bill Barnes comics. I'm sorry, wrong way. As seen on the cover of this, this issue, you come with Air Warden. Uh, and then of course the Green Llama never had a pulp club, but he did have a comic club. That's the Green Llama uh, membership card. And it also came with like puzzles and, and weird stuff. This is called Green Llama's Escapo. I don't know how that works. Um, and so, I'm sorry I don't have like interstitial title cards for this, because now we're just, I'm just reacting to what, what I'm looking at. The, now we're at, at radio premiums, obviously, uh, if, you, if you're familiar with this. 
This is the blue coal uh, shadow ring, and uh, it's got a, it's really cool because it has the shadow sculpted into the side, and it was really hard to get a picture of this because it is it is such white metal. But there's the shadow. He's kind of holding a gun over his chest. Uh, here's a little bit more more relief. You can kind of see it. It's the hat, ties, mask, the gun. And of course, what's the best about it is that it glows in the dark. Uh, and uh, just to make sure that this is a really long presentation, I have to include the mailer and the pieces of paper that come with the thing. Uh, but this is actually, you could actually order more of these on the, on the back side of that. Uh, another radio premium was the Hypno coin. Um, I'm not sure how that worked, but hopefully it came with directions. They also offered a, a portrait. Which is nice. And they had their own shadow cape that they offered. A different logo. The other one had more of a shadow club style logo without the words of the club. This one has the shadow blue coal and sort of the script that you see on a lot of uh, uh, blotters. Uh, Kerry Salt, when they were a uh, sponsor of the shadow, offered their own ring. Um, moving on, the, the, the spider did have a radio show apparently in St. Louis. Maybe only briefly, but the, and they were sponsored by Tasty Wax. <laughs> and, and they were, and they offered a spider ring. If you, extra, from, if you got the, uh, the direction slip from an extra large box of, of Tasty Wax. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't add anything to this. <laughs> we, uh, uh, so Doc Savage didn't have any radio premiums. Uh, and Nick Carter didn't have any radio premiums to my knowledge, so we're gonna jump into movie premiums. Uh, the Shadow Movie Club, only four of these have really ever been seen. Uh, I think it's attached to the serial. Alex, do you know anything about it? No? I think it's attached to the serial, but it may have been one of the monogram pictures. Um, the Spider had an awesome serial, and they had a lot of, uh, they, had, they offered uh, some interesting stuff. This is from a, a press, a partial press book that I that I collected, and by partial I mean it actually cuts off here where you're. Okay. It's one page and it cuts off here, uh, but there's a wealth of information on here uh, about the promotions and different things, uh, and this is uh, Spider Bay, which is the second story in uh, the Spider vs. the Empire State, which is available from Age of Ages books, uh, but the. Uh, this is, this is the most interesting thing. There was a glow-in-the-dark spider ring uh, that they offered. Uh, and also, if you, if you read carefully, they offered a spider's web pennant, which we're actually gonna see in a second. Um, this is the, a blow-up of, of the glow-in-the-dark spider ring. Uh, now, we've never seen a glow-in-the-dark spider ring, but we actually have seen many spider rings that don't have red enamel in the middle and are adjustable which they would have to be if you were giving them away to, at a movie theater. Whereas normally, you, when you uh, fill out the form to get a spider ring from the magazine, you actually have to circle the size of your finger. So it could be that the glow-in-the-dark, whatever flaky radioactive thing they put in there, just fell out at some point. And that <laughs> explains the silver spider rings that have never been name-checked in any other uh, instance of the movie. Now, it also became briefly a pulp premium when uh, there was a limited supply of spider rings 
that were left over, I guess, after the movie ended, glow in the dark, 50 cents instead of the regular 25 cents. But come on, it's glow in the dark. So here's the spider's web pennant, uh, which was offered for the movie. Um, and it doesn't really use any of the graphics that you would be familiar with from the movie, but it, it does say CPC for Columbia Pictures Corporation. Um, now a lot of local theaters would create their own spider clubs with uh, a card where you would you know, uh, check off if you've seen a certain chapter or you punch out something. So this is from a Boston theater. Uh, this is one, and I have to say, I had a really crappy picture of this, so I just kind of retyped up this so you could see it better. Uh, this is for the Rialto, and it has a nice, and I actually did use, I guess, clip art of the actual logo. Um, the Spider Returns, this is a picture of, of part of its press book, also offered rings, <laughs> and they offered the, uh, the Spider Pencil. And what's interesting about this, you might remember this from last year, it actually says that they're available in mixed colors. So I spent years thinking the Spider Pencil was blue and was kept looking for a blue mechanical pencil. And apparently this entire time, it was, could be one of many colors. Uh, now here's a real spider's club. And these, this, these people, there's the spider, guy totally in a convinced, convincing costume, kid wearing masks, they've got bikes that say the spider's web on it. This is actually a group of people from New South Wales, Australia, um, and they're probably just promoting the movie, but they probably let the kids see all the, all the chapters free or something for riding around the bikes with the word spider's web. And they're wearing masks, and they're wandering around now. This is a, kind of creepy because he's, again, he's just standing there. <laughs> like he's not on a bike, it's, it's weird. Um, how am I doing for time? Yeah. I'm doing okay? No. No? Oh. <laughs> okay, is that it? That's it. window cards. Uh, a lot of the style that, that Street Smith did, it was uh, something you could put a different cover in uh, depending on the month. Uh, they, they had a different one for Bill Barnes. You can see how the cover changes. Uh, Doc Savage, actually this one doesn't even seem Doc Savage specific in any way. You could put anything in there. Uh, Nick Carter. Uh, they had, then they did these, these even more elaborate ones. This is twice as big and that's a, the size of a, of a pulp magazine in the middle there. So you can see how big that is. Uh, Breezy Stories and many other pulp uh, magazines actually did this kind of thing where they would just show the cover with a kind of a wraparound card. Um, but they also did special, uh, you know, one-off cards that didn't have a pulp cover on it. They actually just made a made a poster, made a window card. Um, and there's a lot of them that have this awesome two-color artwork. So let's just quick get, quickly get through these. The Shadow, Shadow. Um, but Nick Carter, nice. Bill Barnes, Pete Rice, astounding. 
clues. Detective stories. Love stories. Western story. And I think there's another Western story. I would, that, those are beautiful. Uh, here's a general one for Street and Smith. Um, this is a really nice sort of standee for true detective mysteries. You can see it's it's very very specialized and, and it's probably pretty big, judging by the the, the uh, panels of wood on the floor. Um, they also did these stickers uh, for the for the major characters of Street and Smith. They're really small. Don't be fooled by the slides. And uh, but they're they're awesome. Again, it's the same sort of two color artwork. Uh, another thing they did is they sent postcards to newsstands to promote their stuff. This is a postcard written by the shadow to the newsagent, um, and they were just they were just normal, you know, postcards on one side, and then a message from the shadow. A lot of them are really just ads. You, this is basically the same artwork as the sticker we looked at. Um, here's one that's mostly text, but it's talking about all Nick Carter and Doc Savage and the shadow, blah blah blah. Uh, Bill Barnes. This one is promoting the books that we looked at and, and talking about the different dates that those uh, hardcover books are going to be coming out and carry them at your newsstand. Um, now, radio posters, Doc Savage, uh, brought to you by Systex. Uh, the Shadow has a lot of beautiful stuff. Again, these images are from uh, Dwight Furo. He's collected some amazing, uh, I mean, look at the colors. Shadow's back on the air with Luke Cole. Shadow mystery girls excitement. This one is, of course, taken from a pulp cover, uh, but it leaves a, an area there for tuning on, and then you put your local local date there. It's a really nice one for Blue Coal. Love these primary colors. Tune in Blue Coal. This is this is a really cool, like almost like early 30s looking. Uh, it's actually Blue Coal Radio Review from the Columbia Network. Um, and you know, a lot of those are impossible to find, very expensive, but something that you can collect very easily are these little blotters that they, they made a ton of these, little blotters. There's a lot of different designs. Uh, they're fun to collect. They also did little stickers, uh, matchbooks. Um, the spider for the spider's web, they had hand bills that they would pass out. Um, oh, I guess I missed a slide. Anyway, this is, uh, this is from a campaign book for the return of the spider, which ended up be calling The Spider Returns, of course. This is another handbill. These are slightly out of order, sorry. Columbia Serial for 1940-41. They included what we saw, Return of the Spider. This is, of course, the poster they ended up with, Spider Returns. This is extremely rare. I've never seen this uh, until someone sent me this picture. It's the Spider Returns <laughs> banner, and that's a big fabric banner. Uh, these, now we're just going to look very quickly at a couple of foreign Spider's Web movie posters. The Spider, of course, I love the Spider. This is one of my specialties. These are all on my website, thespiderreturns.com. Uh, this is from Australia. This is actually an American poster, but in the Spanish language. Uh, this is from Belgium, where he was sort of a modern-day Zorro. Uh, they did the same thing in, in France, uh, sort of positioned him as sort of a modern-day Zorro. Uh, and this is from... Italy. And I think that's it. Okay. You've been listening to a Pulp Event Podcast, brought to you by the Pulp Net, when your next adventure was just a dime away. Please visit us online at thepulp.net. Thank you for listening, and keep reading the pulps.